Welcome to Logical, the first legal podcast from the United Arab Emirates. We think my name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalaba and Plethka. And as ever, here's the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalaba. Nice to see you. Good to be here, Tim. This time, Ludmilla, on Logical, Decree Law Number 10 of 2022. And this is big news. Lots and lots of response uh, on social media to your post to this. Uh, it's a new law that regulates the registration of births and deaths. It comes into force this month, in just a few days' time, in fact. Um, let's start with what changes it means to existing regulation, Ludmilla. First of all, over issuing a birth certificate specifically. Right. So as you um, pointed out, so this regulation is um, Decree Law Number 10 of 2022 regarding registrations of births and deaths. But for the purpose of this podcast, let's focus on births and only. And so with regard to the birth part of the regulation, uh, the the most um, substantive change between this law and the previous law, and the previous law, by the way, was uh, issued in 2009. So this is the first uh, it is not just an amendment to the previous law on births and deaths, but um, rather replaces the previous law altogether. And so the most important or substantive change, which um, uh, perhaps has um, re- has gained the most uh, uh, the most attention, is <clears throat> the that for the purposes of registering or applying for birth certificate, it is no longer required to only have to show a marriage certificate, as was the case before. So perhaps this is the most notable difference. The marriage certificate, which was the main requirement previously to obtain a birth certificate for children born in the UAE, is no longer the main document. Uh, so that is the the biggest change. And then um, in terms of uh, uh, some of the other uh, amendments or some of the other changes uh, to the overall process of registering births. Um, There are a number, a number of actual substantive and significant changes, but just in terms of giving a little bit of a framework of, of the types of issues that are included in this particular regulation, we can maybe break them up into three different um, uh, categories. One is regarding the notifications on birth, or so, uh, when the birth happens, so that's called the birth notification. Uh, the other one is the issuance actually of birth certificates, which is a separate document. There's a birth notification and there's a birth certificate, uh, which is um, issued on the basis of a birth notification. And then the third part of this is the penalties. So perhaps as we uh, go through the, the, the law, these are the three categories we can keep in mind in terms of buckets of topics that are uh, that are relevant to focus on the, this this first part of the regulation because remember this is just we only talking about birth and not deaths. The regulation also stipulates for births both in and outside of a medical facility. Ludmilla, we'll, we'll come to that, but I'm I'm interested if if you would in defining the birth notification what what it includes. Yeah, so the first process, and um, I guess is in any birth, is notification of the event itself. And it's quite interesting, the new law touches upon the um, uh, the birth that, and there's two categories, birth that happen within the medical facility and the birth that, ha- that happen outside of the medical facility. Uh, so in a, in a way, this, um, this law seems to suggest that home births, or might be a lot more 
possible and in a way more regulated in terms of a legal framework behind them than they were in the past. Mm. Because the law mm. itself clearly sets out different types of births. One is within the medical facility and the other one outside of the medical facility. So with regards to the medical facility, the births that happen within um, the medical facility, I mean, there are some sort of nuances such as a requirement of a medical facility to um, register the, or notify of the authority, the authority here being the Ministry of Health of the birth within 72 hours of um, of the birth. I mean, it's a little less relevant for the parents who are perhaps delivering because as long as the delivery is happening within the hospital or the medical facility, the, the obligation to report the, the birth is on the facility itself. Uh, but they do have to report it within uh, 72 hours. And uh, But the same requirement of 72 hours also applies for any births that happen outside of the medical facility. Uh, so this is important for a lot of people because over the years we've been asked the question, well, I mean, can I do home birth? And previously, and we've talked about it in the past, is that there wasn't any legal framework to uh, to document or to provide some, uh, some level of confidence in terms of a legal framework uh, for people to have home births. Well, now, this law, at least by um, uh, by its wording, uh, certainly uh, spells out this particular event of, of registering birth at home and uh, basically the requirements that they need to follow or, or, or parents need to follow in those cases. And one of the requirements is they're registering one way or the other wherever the baby might be born. They, the authorities being the Ministry of Health have to notify of the birth within 72 hours from the time the baby is born. Uh, now, there's and then there's a separate section about birth outside of a medical facility, and um, and this is outside of the medical facility without uh, medical supervision. Yeah. So even even the, for the birth outside of the medical facility, there's two categories: one with medical supervision, and the other one without the medical supervision. Once again, that's another confirmation or reaffirmation, affirmation, if you will that the law uh, anticipates birth, perhaps like home birth, for example, with a medical practitioner on site. So obviously something that's pre-planned. And then those births that were, I guess, people choose to either have complete home birth without any medical practitioners, or they have obviously an emergency birth uh, outside of a medical facility. Uh, so... Um, and then there's the law spells out who has to report it and how there's some nuances about how it's supposed to be reported. But ultimately, the requirement is to report uh, the birth uh, to the facility, to, to the authority within 72 hours and then have obtain a birth notification within 30 days. Now, what is a birth notification? And the birth notification, it's a document ultimately that, uh, that um, documents the birth. And that is when the child was born, where the child was born, who the parents are, if known, and um, uh, who the medical practitioners were uh, that were or witnesses to the birth. So it's just a document that obviously when the baby is born in the hospital, it's a fairly routine exercise and parents don't have to worry about any of this. It happens under the supervision of the hospital staff, all the documentation. But ultimately, you have a document uh, when you um, go through the motions and check out of the, ho uh, the hospital and apply for a birth certificate. This is the document that is the fundamental document that uh, you need to um, 
to rely on for the purposes of next step, and that is ultimately require apply for birth uh, certificate. So if you are if the baby is born within the medical facility, all, obviously they will provide you with a birth notification. If the baby is born outside of a medical facility. At home, equally so, they would need to. Uh, they need, the, the parents need to um, uh, n- not only notify the authority of the baby's birth, but ultimately apply for the birth notification. And to apply for the birth notification, they would have to go to a medical facility uh, with the relevant either your parents or witnesses, and ultimately testify or uh, notify the hospital. So this is where the baby was born. These uh, the parents and the witnesses, for example, and then the and then the um, medical facility will issue the birth notification on those representations or those statements of the parents. And again, the birth notifications in that case has to be done within 30 days. So what this means is that if you gave birth uh, either with medical supervision or without medical supervision outside of a medical facility, let's say at home, you do need to make sure that there is a birth notification that is issued within 30 days of the baby's birth. So that is one main requirement. Uh, So in in terms of the details of the birth notification, this is quite an interesting document because... In the past, uh, it was always a document that was issued uh, when the baby was born, but the form of that document and and how it was shared with the parents uh, differed and kind of evolved over the time. So in the past, it was all kind of done by hand and um, it was a fairly simple document. In the last perhaps two or three years, maybe definitely two years, it's become a lot more digitalized and a lot more standardized. So, so what happens uh, these days, all hospitals are registered in one way or another with the Ministry of Health. And so it's the hospital systems are linked. So whenever they they document a baby's birth, basically all that data they document on their computers. And then when you, and that gets linked up with the Ministry of Health database. And so when, um, uh, when finally parents who are as a discharging receive the birth notification from the hospital, it will be actually a, a standard form. It's no longer a handwritten form as was the case just recently. Mm. It is, and it's a computerized form basically that even has a stamp from the Ministry of Health because in order to issue this document, the digit, the uniformed uh, and standardized birth notification, it needs to have been kind of registered with the Ministry of Health. So ultimately, when you when you check out in the hospital, you have one document, which is the key document for your for your purposes moving forward in terms of applying for your baby's documents um, after that. And um, and this is really important because in the past, you know, sometimes mistakes were made at the hospital and then uh, and then you had to go and you applied to the Ministry of Health Some changes had to be made and it was fairly complex. Now it's all part of the same database. It's all going to happen simultaneously. And But at the same time, this is why the importance of making sure that you provide all the relevant details at the hospital is quite important because let's say if you wanted to change baby's name, wanted to change the middle name or that somehow, somehow was misspelled, you want to make sure that all those details are accurate because the information gets um, transmitted upstairs so to speak to the government almost immediately it's interesting that there, there was uh, years ago i didn't i haven't done this for many years but when my son was born he's 19 now so it was a different time uh one of the the things the midwives used to say was well you know the mother goes through having the child that's a hardship your hardship is getting the birth certificate and it was a, it was a very different process um it, it's interesting now medical facilities are instructed to issue a birth 
birth notification. I'm reading on the basis of the Emirates ID or the passport for the mother and the father, if uh, available, and the Emirates ID or the passport of the notifier in case the birth occurred outside the medical facility. No requirements for any other documents, which is a change. Uh, that's one. And the other one that you, um, uh, you, you said, but you didn't enunciate, is if available. That is the important distinction. And Good this point. is one of the big changes in the law as well. Yes. Is that now, remember, we're still talking about birth notifications. We have not moved on to the birth certificates yet. But the, for the birth notification, that's why I mentioned earlier that the form of the birth notification has changed and evolved for the better. And But also uh, how and when it was issued. Because previously what would happen is the hospitals would often refuse to give birth notification to parents mm. if, for example, they did not provide certain documents, i.e. marriage certificate, or if the marriage marriage certificate was not attested or if it was not translated or if there was some kind of or for example if the marriage certificate previously was supposed to be at least um, six months validity from the time the, the couple had got married and the baby was born. So if it was anything less than six months, the hospital would plainly refuse to give birth notification. We're talking about birth notification, not birth certificate. So there's a lot of issues that related to that. And we've dealt firsthand with... Um, a lot of clients who left the hospital and the hospitals refused to give them birth notification of their baby. And remember, as we've just discussed, the birth notification is the essential, is a document that ultimately um, documents the birth of your baby, the details of the birth, you know, the, who the parents are, the name is the, the, the baby's name, and so on and so forth. So leaving the hospital without that birth notification, you can imagine, was uh, kind of a middle, maybe a little bit unsettling. So now this regulation, and I do want um, I, I do want to say that in Abu Dhabi there was a regulation, sort of special regulation, that clearly stated that they. Uh, the hospitals there had the obligation to issue the birth notification and give the birth notification to the parties, that they had no right to deny the birth notification. In Dubai, we didn't have that. So now this is a federal law. Now this federal law introduces this obligation across the border, uh, throughout the country, and that is that the hospitals have the obligation to give the birth notification to the parties irrespective. And the irrespective is that, uh, as um, as we just mentioned, is that, okay, if the, the basic details that go into the birth notification is the details of the mother and the father or the, the passport details of the mother, the Emirates idea of the mother, uh, and uh, but the regulations this time say, and the father, if available. The if available is the operative phrase. Uh, so... Um, and and then and and then basically and then the witnesses you said the witness uh, details and then the regulation says and without the requirement for any other document, voila. I mean, so therefore you don't in theory you're not supposed to, you don't if the father is not present for example or there is an unknown father, the hospital is still required to issue a birth notification, uh, and not just issue but also give a copy of the birth or give that birth notification to the parent to the mother. So that's the that's the big difference uh, between the current law and uh, the the, you know, the the previous law. Uh, and in terms of the birth notification, interesting enough, in terms of what goes information that goes into the birth notification, the law provides that. Uh, the birth notification should include following details, such as your full names of the mother and the father, the, their, their dates of birth, their religion, their Emirates ID and passport, for each of them, if present. Once again, if present. 
this is truly crucial and groundbreaking because now the law itself um, uh, implies that uh, there are births that and that are legitimately happening within the country um, that were perhaps the father is unknown or the father is not there or there is no uh, no marriage certificate uh, or the marriage certificate is uh, you know, less than six months. Uh, and in any event, the um, uh, the hospital and the medical facilities are required to issue birth notification and required to include, even if there is no father's name, for example, and they're required to issue birth notification on the, on the basis of the information the mother provides, uh, and they're required to give that birth notification to the mother. Uh, Ludmilla, so that's birth notifications. What of birth certificates? I, I know there have been some changes in documentation there as well. Indeed. And so once you have um, gone through uh, the process of obtaining a birth notification, the next step is the birth certificate. And so, as I said earlier, birth notifications is the mandatory and the main document that you're required to have in order to apply for birth certificate. Now, under the new law, the, the issuance of the birth certificate uh, falls or has three categories under that um, particular provision. One refers to birth notifications and certificates for birth with known parents. That's one category. The second category is birth notification certificates for birth with unknown parents. And the third one is for... Uh, is, uh, well, sorry, the second the second one is birth notification certificates for birth with unknown father. Uh, and the third one is for unknown parents altogether. So with regards to the first category, which is the known parents, uh, the big change here is that uh, in order to apply for birth certificate, in addition to submission of the birth notification, uh, the uh, the next document that needs to be submitted is the uh, certificate of marriage or, and this is the uh, the operative uh, change, or the confirmation from the parents that the child is theirs, notarized by their embassy or the notary public. And then also the Emirates ID and passport and such. So the, um, the key difference here is in the past there was no or. So uh, the the sole and mandatory document that was required is the marriage certificate one, and the marriage certificate had the validity of at least six months from the time of marriage to the time of birth. And um, and anything short of that uh, would fall into a different category, which ultimately would require a, a court process. Now, under the new law, the marriage certificate is no longer the uh, only document. So if you, and there's no mention of marriage, marriage certificate being valid for six months. So, which was the case before. So therefore, if you have a couple um, whose marriage certificate is one month, and then of itself would qualify them to apply for the uh, birth certificate, unlike as it was um, before where the, where the marriage certificate was required to be at least six months. And without that, you were basically treated the same way as if you did not have a marriage certificate altogether. Mm. So again, under the previous law, unless you had a marriage certificate that was legalized and attested and was at least six months from the time of um, marriage to the time of birth, then uh, you had to follow a specialized court process. You were treated the same way as if you didn't have a marriage certificate at all. 
Now, as long as you have a marriage certificate, that's enough. There's no more duration of the marriage and, um, and that's that. Uh, furthermore, if you don't have a marriage certificate, the other alternative, now there's an expressed alternative in the, in the law, and that is the confirmation from the parents that the child is theirs, which is notarized either by the embassy or the notary public. Think about it. These are some fundamental changes because it simplifies the process so much uh, for the parents. So let's say you have a father who is abroad and maybe um, they're not even married, but as long as he has a notarized certificate uh, from the embassy that's perhaps in, in his own country or even in his own home country or here that states, yes, I am the father, that in of itself is enough. Moreover, it says a, a notarized by the notary public. Now, it's fairly easy to uh, notarize a document in, in the UAE by the notary public. Not even that, but with the, you know, one of the blessings of COVID is that now most of the notarization happens online. And so this would also happen online. And you basically just submit a request on the, on the notary public's uh, uh, website and you do the entire notarization uh, basically online without even having to visit the office. So it's actually quite easy to notarize a document that, uh, here. And um, on the basis of the law, the only requirement is that the parents uh, acknowledge that the child is theirs. So that's that. So now instead of having uh, a, a court order, as would have been the case before, all you need to do is just go to notary and then for the both parents say, yes, the, the child is ours. So that truly is a fundamental change and a much, much, much welcome change uh, from the previous law because it will simplify so many uh, births now and so many uh, parties' lives here uh, that they don't have to now apply for court um, for court order to have the birth certificate issued because they're, they either didn't have a marriage certificate or the marriage certificate was not long enough. It's a seismic shift, really, isn't it? I think uh, perfect phrase. A seismic shift is is the uh, is the right way to describe this, indeed. Okay, just to get to this, uh, Ludmilla, if a father is not known to, right. So the second part of the the birth certificate article uh, is it refers to those births where the father is not known. Think about it. This is huge. Because again, it just it, the law dedicates uh, specific attention to those circumstances where the father is not known. So ultimately, it implies that then of itself is um, okay. It's it's a it's an occurrence. It's a, and provides a mechanism to deal with that. Uh, with the ultimate objective of having the birth certificate issued. Mm. So the requirements in those cases where there is no father, first of all, once again, as I said earlier, the birth, the hospitals and the medical facilities are still required to issue a birth notification. So now with this uh, birth notification, which showed that the father is unknown. Now with this birth notification showing the father is unknown, uh, then what the mother needs to do is to apply for the court order. So here the court order requirement remains, uh, but it is a specialized court, uh, which uh, the, the request would be more of an administrative request, basically just requesting the court to issue an order for the issuance of the birth certificate. And all that the mother would have to submit in this particular case is this birth notification, 
with a non-father and an undertaking uh, from the mother, basically, on, na- on her nationality and, and um, the name of the child and such, basically, kind of the same document that, or information that would have already been reflected in the birth, uh, birth notification. Uh, so once again, for those cases or for those births where the father is unknown, uh, the hospitals are required to issue a birth notification. It was just showing the details of the mother. Now, with this birth notification, the mother would apply for this administrative court request, uh, and which is an expedited process, uh, ultimately request, they feel like a, it's called an order on petition. Uh, so, and it's just a request for the, from the court to issue a, a confirmation or that the birth certificate could, could be issued by the Ministry of Health. And over, over the recent uh, year, years, uh, there is now a fairly direct communication between the court and the Ministry of Health, where once the court issues this decision, basically with the decision alone, you can go to the Ministry of Health and have the birth certificate issued, as opposed to how it was in the past. In the past, you would have had to request for the court to issue a decision. For, then on the back of the decision, you would have had to request for the court to issue a letter that was addressed to the Ministry of Health. And with a letter to the Ministry of Health, you would have had to go and tell them to please uh, uh, issue birth certificate. Now, basically, there's almost like a direct communication between the court and um, the Ministry of Health, basically stating it's okay to issue birth certificate. So again, why this is quite seismic, to use your own word, uh, Tim, is that there's a spe- special provision here that anticipates birth without the, the, without the father. And all that would be required is the mother's undertaking to um, basically an, an, an application through a very like a specialized court request and then there is um and there's also a provision about the um, the birth with the unknown parents kind of the process for uh for having birth certificates issued in those cases and that's usually kind of more for the government or for the for the caregiving facilities which would be kind of government um, uh, related or owned in the uae uh so in other words orphans uh and um so yeah that's basically that's kind of um uh, the section on the birth certificates. Uh, once again, the big change is that uh, it simplifies the process of, of obtaining birth certificates in cases where both parents are known, by the way, so you don't have to be married as long as the parents acknowledge that the kid is theirs through just by a declaration of the notary public. That's all you need. And you don't need a court a court process for that. You just apply to the Ministry of Health directly with those documents. In those cases where there's only one parent, you just need to get a, an expedited order from the court saying that's okay to issue a birth uh, certificate with only one parent. And that's that. So um, huge, huge, huge um, step forward. It really is. Uh, final uh, one. The new law also sets the penalty for either not notifying of a birth or for submitting false information about a birth. It's worth pointing that out as well. Indeed. And I'll tell you why it's also important, not just, I mean, the penalty. So uh, the provision about the the penalty and that is not notifying birth is a fine of no more. And that's the operative phrase, no more than 5,000 dirhams to be imposed on anyone who does not notify of a child's birth right. in line with its regulations. Uh, previously, the previous law ultimately uh, uh, seemed to um, have a show criminal penalties involved in cases where births were not notified. So here there's a financial penalty and the financial penalty is in relative terms fairly manageable. And I will tell you, this is a very interesting provision that for me 
professionally will be very um, very um, interesting to watch uh, how it gets implemented uh, over the next year or so because we're aware of so many births here where the, the mothers were so afraid to report because uh, this is before the law changed. And so, okay. and that's before the, the fundamental criminal law changed, which basically decriminalized pregnancies outside of wedlock. Uh, and uh, but there were still a lot of mothers here that are living with children. They were born before the the criminal law had changed, uh, and they never reported their birth. So this particular provision in the law gives me hope that these um, that these women can now come forward and register the birth of their kids. And yes, with a I guess a fine of a penalty, but the penalty is only monetary, and it's five thousand dirhams. While a lot of money, it's still in the grand scheme of things, it's quite. Um, you know, it's, it's manageable as compared to, for example, criminal sanctions that they would have had to face under the previous law. Uh, so that's with regards to not notifying birth. And, you know, the fact that, and remember, by the way, that it says that no more than 5,000. So it may be very well possible for the, the mothers who have been too afraid to do- document their children that you, the authorities could even reduce that penalty uh, just in the interest of giving them a chance to register their baby's um, existence um, and legal identity. And remember, the reason the birth, notif- birth certificates are so critical is that until you have a birth a certificate, your baby basically doesn't have legal existence and therefore cannot apply for a passport. So whoever would be living here without uh, a birth certificate would also not have a passport and therefore ultimately not be registered as a legal person. And that's, you know, that's quite scary for many. So I do hope that this, that the purpose of this law, at least at some level, was is also to bring all those people, encourage all those people um, to come forward to register their babies and uh, and um, ultimately, hopefully, either leave the country or or legitimize their babies and then continue to stay here and to contribute to the economy. I was going to ask you for your final thoughts because you can't overestimate how important a piece of legislation this is. Uh, Miller. It, it, we've used the word seismic three or four times in this podcast, but it is a seismic shift. Truly, I, absolutely, and um, you know, personally, I'm quite invested in the subject because we have seen the law on this particular topic evolve over the last two and a half years. Mm. And in 2020, it changed the criminal law, the fundamental law that previously had criminalized out of wedlock pregnancies, um, changed. But then the law on the regulating and registering birth had not changed and had not changed until now. So therefore, although since 2020, it was no longer criminal to have a baby out of without a marriage certificate or out of wedlock, uh, procedurally, the same process remained in terms of uh, uh, requesting and obtaining ultimately birth uh, certificate. Although over the last years, it became a lot more procedurally accessible uh, for uh, even in those cases for parents to obtain birth certificates, but it still required a court order. And it was, and it's still all those marriages that were less than six months were treated the same way as if uh, they. I did not have a marriage certificate altogether. Whereas with this law, finally, it seems to bring the changes in the fundamental, the underlying criminal law in line with the procedural regulations for registering births. Um, so they seem, the two laws now seem to basically um, be brought on the same, uh, on the same spectrum. Uh, sort of in line with one another, which to me is a huge, huge, huge development, extremely positive, uh, very, uh, 
um, exciting even and, and very promising, I would, I would like to believe for a lot of other people who have found themselves basically on the wrong side of the law, uh, uh, because the law had, you know, prior to the law having changed to where it is today. Uh, there's one more parting comment I want to make is, and that is, and this is quite important is that there is still in terms of penalties, there is still a penalty for, and the penalty is quite severe if you misrepresent. And this is important because let's say if you have a baby and you just don't want to disclose the father of the baby and you, um, and, and you, and you state to the authorities that you, you're the, the mother and you don't know who the father is. I mean, there are, there's quite specific penalties in terms of, uh, providing that would be false information uh, and what that information on that penalties would be. And the fines there between a hundred thousand dirhams to five hundred thousand dirhams. Uh, and, you know, basically on anybody who intentionally submits false information with the aim of registering birth uh, or change any kind of details without a final court order. Uh, so that's quite significant. So I just want to put it out there for all those who wish to not reveal the details. Just be mindful of that, that there is that sort of penalty, monetary penalty, which is, you know, half a million dirhams is quite severe. Birth certificates according to decree law number 10 of 2022, and that's the new law that regulates registrations of births, which we've talked about in this podcast, uh, but it also is a law that regulates registrations of deaths as well. That's another episode of Logical. In this episode, as ever, our legal expert, Ludmilla Yamalova, managing partner here at Yamalova and Plethka, and a huge thank you once again. Thank you, Tim. Find us at LY Law, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. We've an ever-growing library, hundreds of podcasts, all kinds of legal questions answered here in the UAE. They're all free to listen to. If you'd like a legal question answered in a future episode of Logical, or you'd like to talk to a qualified UAE-experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com.